hey, hey, welcome to the Pastor Duke podcast coming to you from the Soviet Republic of New York. Oh my goodness, new mandates came in upon us today from our new governor, Kathy Hochul. She wants everybody to be safe from COVID-19 and locked us back down, masked us back up. It's so awkward because I want to be compliant, submit myself to those that have the rule over me. But as time goes on, those two weeks of uh, stop the, uh, the the spread, stay home, save lives, now it's going into two years. And I've learned an awful lot about things. And I'm not sure that these political Good guys are really so good, but that's in God's hands. Oh, I'm so excited to share with you today what's on my heart. Just one word, deceived, but it's a big word. I had one of those amazing aha moments yesterday and can't wait to share it with you today. Oh, how sweet it is when the Holy Spirit enlightens you to see something in Scripture that you've never seen before. All our journey in the Lord has uh, this constant angst, this desire to connect the dots spiritually and prophetically. And boy, things are happening fast on the prophetic front. My conclusion today is certainly only an interpretation of prophetic alignment. I can't be dogmatic about it as some kind of a divine revelation, but it sure fits Scripture with Scripture. It helps me to connect the dots. I see things unfolding uh, in 2020 (laughs) as these end times are rolling in like a high tide. Oh, my goodness. This thing has been brewing in my soul for months as I watch Satan tightening his grip on the world through COVID restrictions globally. I listened to Klaus Schwab, president of the World Economic Forum, say boldly, without apology, quote, by 2030, you will all be living in 800 square foot apartments in high rise buildings in smart cities, driving no cars using only mass transit, owning nothing, and being happy, unquote. (laughs) I hear him and his team speak of the coming world economic reset. I see in Revelation 13 a global cashless totalitarian regime of the Antichrist where the populace sort of owns nothing, can't buy or sell anything unless you've got the mark. And it seems to be total economically, and I would say even medically, completely under the control of the evil one. Kind of makes you wonder that nothing we hear on the news is dink. I think there's a plan unfolding. Kind of makes you think scripture is true to the very minute prophetic detail. Maybe Jesus really is coming soon. Could these be the days of which he spoke? I am convinced beyond the shadow of any doubt that they are. I just read Christ's prophetic Olivet Discourse sermon in three of the four Gospels, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, where he answers the disciples' question, when are you returning? His very first sign is a warning, be not deceived. Now, each of the apostles recollection and writing of the sermon has its own specific little details. One mentions this one doesn't. 
Uh, it's all the basically the same framework, but all three times it begins, be not deceived. Then I hear Klaus Schwab's proclamation, and I'm thinking it would take a whole lot of deception for 340 million Americans to be hoarded into 800-square-foot apartments in high-rise buildings in smart cities, owning nothing and being happy. The matrix is forming fast, in my view. So let's use some politically incorrect critical thinking for a moment. The greatest deceptions come from the greatest deceivers. We know from Jesus exactly who that would be. Satan is the father of all lies, a murderer from the beginning, the master deceiver, according to Jesus, whom I choose to follow. Satan's very first mention in scripture is only three pages in. We meet him in Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent was more subtle, uh, deceitful, uh, cunning, more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, quote, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of the tree which is in the midst of the garden? Question mark. His first words on planet earth were, number one, casting doubt upon the word of God. And number two, in the next verse, when he says, you won't surely die, he calls God a liar. His agenda in the garden was the same agenda that got him kicked out of heaven to bring mankind under his same judgment. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels, according to Jesus. Satan says, if I'm going to hell, y'all are going to hell with me. His goal has been to control the world politically, but all along the way to bring the whole earth population under his wicked rule and to bring them under the condemnation of death and hell. He tried and failed many times to take over the world throughout history, but in the time of the end, Scripture says God will allow him through Antichrist to set up a global governance which will last only, thank you, Lord, will last only 42 months. He will rule from Jerusalem where he will sit in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now for that to happen, the Jews have to come home. They did, 1948. Jerusalem must be retaken. It was June 10th, 1967. That table is set. I believe what we are witnessing in our world today is the conditioning of the populace for this satanic controlled end times, new world order. And here's a few more reasons why I see it that way. Back to the word deceived. Jesus warned about it. Satan began there and he will finish there. Another huge prophetic sign warning was given by the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 3.13. Leading up to the rapture, he said, quote, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is prior to the rapture, setting up for the rapture of the church. Another prophetic scripture speaks of Satan's deception, 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 11. Even him, Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying, lying wonders, and with all 
undeceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Verse 11, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Satan is the master at making evil look good and good to look evil which is yet another last day's prophecy. Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that say evil is good and good is evil. My friends, that stage is set as well. Satan's deception is called blindness in 2 Corinthians 4.4, in whom the God of this world, now that's a little g, the God of this world, Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So we see his deception on the front part of his agenda to bring people under his same condemnation. And we see it again in the final part of his agenda, world dominion, a global deception. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his, Satan's ministers also, be transformed into ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Have you heard little Greta from Sweden give her passionate plea to end global warming? Oh, my goodness, what a sweetheart. But I think she's horribly deceived. But she looks so sweet and is so compelling. So Satan makes uh, things so appealing in his arguments. So all of this is foundational for what my big aha moment that just hit me yesterday. As I read Revelation 18, 23 for like the 158th time, the key phrase from that verse is, for by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived. I remember when I first read that verse back in June of 1972, I just got saved, starting to read the Bible, man, and I saw that verse in Revelation and found out the word sorceries is the Greek word pharmakia from which we get the English word pharmacy, enchantment with drugs. I'm like, wow, man, I was living under that deception, but Jesus lit up my world and I could see now. But, you know, that verse I think was uh, a little bit more globally comprehensive than uh, the little Duke Meister smoking a joint down in the Lucas uh, Park. It had much bigger context than that. So the verse, once again, the, the key phrase, for by thy sources were all the nations deceived. In the Revelation 18 context, it's nearing the end of the seven-year tribulation period. Satan's earthly reign is just about over. In chapter 17, the chapter before, we had the divine judgment of mystery Babylon, which is called the great whore, the false church of the Antichrist, is, uh, the Antichrist false prophet, uh, you know, where church and state were married once again, as they were back in the fourth century under Emperor Constantine and the birth of the Roman Catholic Church. You know, state and church joined together. Then it worked pretty well for Satan to accomplish his goal. He's going to do it again. Revelation chapter 13. In chapter 17, Mystery Babylon, the false church, the harlot, is judged by God. Then, right into chapter 18, 
we have a divine judgment on what has long been called commercial Babylon, which has long been debated. Who is commercial Babylon? What exactly is commercial Babylon? There are obvious reasons why it's been taken allegorically through the years and not the actual city of Babylon, which was destroyed long ago by the Persians when Babylon fell to Persia. The key textual insights in the chapter, speaking of commercial Babylon in the actual last days, identifying marks, we find in verse 11, a world center of merchandise and trade. Verse 16, a great and rich city. Number 17, and every shipmaster and all the company of ships and sailors, as many as trade by sea, stood afar off. You know, ancient Babylon was not a port city, and today it is a historical site with archaeological ruins and some tourist traps. It's not been the center of anything since its fall in the 5th century B.C. to Persia. So obviously what we're reading in Revelation 18 is allegorical. It's speaking of something other than ancient city of Babylon. So over the past years, many conservative prophetic scholars have come to believe that commercial Babylon very well could be New York City. For it is clear, number one, from the text, a huge port city. Number two, a huge hub of global trade. Number three, it is the actual city that is home to the United Nations. Number four, it is the home of Wall Street, world center of finance. Number five, the address for the Freedom Tower where the Twin Towers once stood is One World Trade. That might not be extremely significant, but I do find it interesting enough to bring it to your attention. So all the UN spawned world global organizations such as the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, United Nations Agenda 2030, World Trade Organization, World Bank, all have their launch and most of their headquarters where? In New York City. In the text of chapter 18, it is a filthy, rich, and morally decadent city. <laughs> I think it qualifies on that point very clearly. I've landed with many evangelicals that New York City is commercial Babylon of Revelation 18. We may be wrong, but it sure does fit. But now comes the aha moment for me. Hope you're ready. This all fits for me as I refocus on the phrase, by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived, not just the little potheads in the Lucas Park in the early 70s. The Greek word for sorceries, pharmakia, which means enchantment or deceived by drugs. Now, for the English meaning of the word sorceries, it means magic, especially black magic rooted in the occult. Oh, the devil-centered type of sorceries. Uh, yeah. So, in the Revelation 18 text, it is in the aftermath of the timeline towards the end of the tribulation the whole antichrist show has come and gone an apocalyptic judgment it's looking back and explaining how the devil was able to set himself up as a world dictator how he pulled it all off a global enchantment with drugs 
So for the last year and a half, we have heard on all the mainstream media and social media platforms 24-7 in our face, vax up or else. We were told up front that the vaccines will not be mandatory, but Satan has cleverly made them mandatory. If you want to like go to college, like keep your job, like fly on an airplane and get on a bus or eat in a restaurant in New York City. All violations of the Nuremberg Code and the Hippocratic Oath, they have been flushed down the toilet under the new COVID regime. The population was told, if you get the jab, you're safe. Turns out they are not safe. Soon it was two doses, still still not safe, uh, but a, a booster, a third, a fourth, uh, every six months and still not immune to COVID, you'll just have a lighter case if you have all your vaccinations. New term arose, fully vaccinated, which means no end in sight. All the while, suppression of early treatment and suppression of cures are attacked. Suppression of cures is a constant, led by the mainstream media, the Center for Disease Control, and the World Health Organization. There is blatant and full-out collusion between Big Pharma, the CDC, the World Health Organization, the Biden administration, and the blue state governors to force mandates upon the populace. Ironically, it's the red states having far better COVID recovery results than the blue states. It's the blue states where the outbreaks are most prevalent and the deaths are higher. In my view, science seems to have died to politics on this stuff. So connecting more dots, if you look for the central players in the United Nations Agenda 2030 and its huge eugenics plan to save the planet from 7.4 billion people to 500 sustainable 500 million, and at the center of the vaccine movement and the World Health Organization, guess who you see? Yep, the same old, same old Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, George Soros, Klaus Schwab. Is all of this just a quinky dink? Uh, I would say no. I would say the devil is moving uh, his agenda on planet Earth. When I look again at Revelation 18, deception by sorcery, by enchantment for... A cure, enchantment for a cure. The world has never once had such an enchantment with a vaccine. People are complying against their better judgment, trying to keep an income, trying to get some kind of normalcy back to their world, trying to keep everyday social activity opportunities open to themselves by taking the vax. It's literally medical tyranny in many places of the world. The horrible side effects of the vaccines are being hid as much as possible by the mainstream media from the compliant populace. So sad. New York Governor Kathy Hochul put new mandates to mask up the state once again, everywhere indoor public space. The two-week shutdown is now nearly two years. I'm hearing from many sources that over 100 million Americans have had COVID, hence the antibody, which is 10 times more protective than any vaccine, according to the Cleveland Clinic. Yet vax compliance is still being forced I'm one who has survived COVID and will not be vaxxed. 
So I'm labeled as a domestic terrorist. I'm a dangerous one, when in reality, I am not. You think the devil might be in those COVID details? Just saw on my lunch break while writing out this podcast about halfway through, the new statue in the United Nations site in New York City. It is a most demonic statue portraying the beast in Revelation chapter 13. The winged lion kind of doesn't fit with separation of church and state, but hey, when the state and church are merged and taking control of everything, they're very, very bold about it. There it is in living color, the fullness of evil right in our faces. It's kind of like the devil saying to an ignorant, biblically ignorant world, na, 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 I'm doing my thing. You can't stop me. Well, I can't stop him. That's not my calling. I can understand what he's doing it. I can see him doing it. I can call him out on it. I can warn people, but I know who's going to whoop his butt one day and it's getting close. It's like one thing after another, all pointing to Satan, his advancing boldness and control. The most locked down city in the United States is New York City. Headquarters for everything global. It's just like Jesus said, a woman in travail. The contradictions come faster and they come harder. All the while, anyone who dares to connect the dots, anyone who dares to go against the official government agenda is labeled a conspiracy theorist, a domestic terrorist. Evil, historically, has needed to silence the voice of truth. What do we have? Censorship. Mainstream now. Whistleblowers lose their jobs, and many are losing their lives. I could do a 40-minute podcast on that topic alone. Only question in my mind is, how far will our Lord allow Satan to tighten his grip before Jesus returns to deliver us from this present evil world? No one knows the day or the hour, but when you begin to see all these things converge, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. So in my trying to connect the dots, I see how the COVID vaccine hysteria very well could be the great end time satanic deception to deceive the whole world from listening to the strong proponents of the vaccines in their own words, quote, the future global populace must be regularly vaxxed in order to stay ahead of the curve. Regular vaccinations are planned and planned by those who have committed to a planetary reduction of population to the sustainable 500 million. You know, 20 years ago, this would have been a horror flick about mad, power-hungry scientists. Today, it is our daily news. The mainstream media makes the visionary global investors to be the good guys. I see it the total opposite. I see them as the devil's pawns, using them to frame up global societal network for Satan's Antichrist to arrive on the world scene at exactly the right time to be the answer man, to lead the globe into the celestial age of Aquarius with the new enlightenment, uh, compliant citizens who will line up for their uh, quarterly vaxes. Uh, They'll move to their 800 square foot apartments, like Klaus Schwab says, give up their cars, give up their meat to save the planet from the people and their toxic carbon footprints. They'll live out their days in their high rises in their smart cities. But not for long, and the time will come 
when their evil dreams, uh, the planners, Satan, those evil dreams will be shattered. Their towers of power will fall as my king, the all-time undisputed champion of love, Jesus, my king, the king of kings and Lord of lords, will return first to rescue his church, to take us to the Father's house, the wedding feast of the Lamb, and then return seven years later to destroy all enemies, cast the Antichrist, the false prophet, into the lake of fire, Satan into the bottomless pit where he'll be for a thousand years. And King Jesus will be inaugurated to his rightful position as king of the planet. Man, it is all fitting together. We're almost there. Don't be in despair. It's not all falling apart. It's all coming together. We are on the winning team. Don't forget, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We wait for you, King Jesus. And he said, blessed are ye who long for his appearing. And man, I have never longed for his coming more than I do now. This world has lost its luster. Man, I, I have a beautiful wife. I have a happy marriage. I have great kids and wonderful grandkids. Uh, I have friends around the world, all over this country, opportunities to preach to, uh, between my two podcasts, speaking to over 3,500 people every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope God uses me to bring you encouragement. I'm sorry to say it's going to get worse before it gets better, but I'm really not the one who said that. I'm the one reporting it to you from the one who said it, who is God. He loves you. He's got this thing. It's, it's nearing. What an hour. What a day to live. I am so thankful to be in the family of God. I'm so thankful for the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful for the empty tomb, the risen Savior coming again soon. Man, oh man, isn't it great that God chose to unfold his plan to us? So, hey, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your hand on the plow. Love one another fervently. Follow the leadership of your local church pastors. They're going through a hard time trying to uh, maneuver things through these last days. Uh, we all have different ideas on what they should do and shouldn't do. Uh, just pray for them and whatever God puts on their hearts to do. They love you. Follow their leadership and enjoy the ride. Love you. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now.